This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. And after a week off, we are back. It is the Betting the Ponies podcast presented to you by uh, Bet Rivers. I'm in my usual place, which is New York City uh, in the tri-state area. Amonzo is uh, down in Florida. So we were off last week because basically Brian was driving from New Jersey down to the greater Orlando area where now he resides and calls his residence. So we couldn't really talk about or be able to break down the podcast. So we we're sorry we missed last week, but we're back this week and we'll be back every single week here moving forward. Monzo, how's FLA treating you? It is hot as hell here. It's hot as hell. But uh look, it's it's terrific. The the, the people You'll are lose great. weight. I will. I already you know, you probably can't tell and we're not you know, we're not recording the video, but I've been walking every day, sweating profusely, eating a lot of seafood. Uh, limiting the carbs, I expect to be down to 150 pounds in about two weeks. You know what's interesting, dude? Like, I, I went for a walk, and we'll get into the races here momentarily. I went for a walk uh, this afternoon with my son Jackson, uh, and um, it's great. I mean, it clears the head. Exercise is good. You know me, Mons. Like, you and I, we've been friends for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, whatever it might be, for a long time. And uh, like I'm, I've never been a, a big exercise guy, but I'll, I'll tell you, it helps out the mindset. It really does. And I was listening to this, I was listening to the spit and chicklets podcast, right. And they were interviewing Yarmir Yager. You know how much I loved Yager, especially when he was a ranger. Right. And, um, do you realize Yager when he was seven years old, grew up on a farm, Czech Republic at seven years old, do you know, he started doing a thousand squats a day. That's nah, crazy. And, and then like- days off from school, he did 2000 squats a day. Uh, listen, that's why he's able to play so late. And it was, you know, he was able to play at least in mid fifties, 24 years in the national hockey league at a high level. You Have know, you ever I, done a thousand squats in a I week? I've done a thousand squats in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so all my kids play hockey and I told Jackson, I go, listen, I think we have to start. I'm not one that's pressuring my kids. You don't either. Right. So, but I told Jackson, I'm like, I, I think we have to start doing squats. So he's like, how many? I'm like, well, a thousand. He's like, no, no, I'll do 50. You know, do you want to be great? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, my son, I don't know what like YouTube influencer he's watching, but like Brooks, my son, he's six is really into fitness right now. Like you really like he eats protein bars, right? Weights, light weights. I catch him doing, I bought him a push up machine. I catch him doing sit-ups. I asked him to take a walk a couple of weeks ago. He said he needs some water to get his hydration levels up. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, I, look, there's, there's worse things they could be into than fitness and hockey and all that. So, Well, it's all but, good. No, it's all good. But uh, being well, down here, being down here will certainly get uh, exercise from walking around and sweating. And, uh, and the good news is I'm only an hour from Tampa. So, we'll be hitting up Tampa, Tampa Downs here and here and there and checking out the races there great racing there in the spring so 
uh, it's good to be here. Uh, again, apologize for the week off. Just couldn't work. I tried, thought about it, just couldn't make it happen. Was commuting, like Moose said, but we're ready to go. And Moose, we're only a few weeks away from Saratoga. Well, we are. I can't wait for Saratoga. Like I, I actually called Monzo and I said, "Listen, I'll you just call in and analyze the races." And you're like, "Listen, I got two kids in the car. I'm driving a transit." Um, I don't think I can break down the past performances. I'm like, all right, we'll just we'll just take the week off. It's so, all good. But yes, yeah, Saratoga's right around the corner. We'll still Can't invoice wait. for the week, but what's that? We'll still invoice for the week, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was yeah, Saratoga. I mean, listen, we got great racing this weekend, Ellis Park and, and Belmont. We got a couple stake races. We'll get into the John Nehrud and um and all the races at churchill downs that are usually run there based on the track and everything that's gone on there and the horse fatalities um and and trying to figure out exactly what trying to figure out exactly what's going on at churchill downs all those races are now at ellis park so um it's been an issue obviously we've we've talked about it here on on betting the ponies it's been an issue in thoroughbred racing and and they're trying to make sure that the track is as safe and sound for all the equine athletes that go out there and partake Unfortunately, uh, the way the game goes that if a horse gets injured, it's it's tough to save them. You know what I'm saying? It's tough to, to give them a quality life past certain breaks and certain injuries. So to try and minimize that, yes, what they're doing at Churchill is certainly the best thing for the horses and for the game moving forward. No question. All right, let's get into it. It's it's betting the ponies right here, presented to you by Bet Rivers. I'm Mark Malusis. He is Brian Monzo. Uh, let's start at Belmont Park. Our journey and uh, quick thoughts on the Dwyer uh, race six at Belmont on Saturday. It's a mile. Uh, you're going to have a field of six that are going postward. Uh, a favorite of ours, Fort Bragg, at five at eight to five on the morning line, breaking from post five for Bob Baffert. But now John Velasquez aboard is your morning line favorite. Mods, I'll give you a quick thought on this race, um, and we'll get into the Nehrud. I know you've got a bonus pick at Belmont Park coming on later on in the podcast as well. I'll tell you this. I, you know, I'm going to go against Fort Bragg in this race. I, I think he is the horse that's going to go to the front end. I understand he's outside speed. I understand it's John Velasquez. I really do. I kind of like the horse on the inside a little bit, and I think he can come from off the pace. I'm going to go with Saudi Crown. Uh, who's improving two to one on the morning line, Javier Castellano, who won the Derby and who won the Belmont stakes for Brad Cox uh, coming off a six and a half furlong performance in which he went to the lead at Churchill Downs uh, came from off the pace at Keeneland and won impressively um, a $240,000 purchase out of always dreaming an improving three-year-old making his third start of his racing career. Uh, I'm going to go to against the eight to five morning line favorite. Uh, I like the two Saudi crown at two to one on the morning line for Cox and Castellano. Well, you certainly know that as we say, just about every podcast, you know, when the horse is running well and adds blinkers uh, it's because they think he's close. And certainly Baffert thinks that with Fort Bragg, I kind of like the three Harrodsburg. Uh, okay. Now the trainer has been dead cold at Belmont, but uh, two races early in his career, speed favoring tracks has won well. Um, limited fields certainly is only running against only run against nine horses. You know, really run a seven if you include him. But it's run well at Belmont. Uh, a ninety-nine buyer second out uh, in an allowance race, finishing second. Uh, I think if he runs close to that, runs a ninety-nine, runs a hundred, he gets even better. Uh, the son of Constitution, uh, he might get a little bit of a price at seven to two. I don't love Manny Franco. I've made that very clear as a rider. 
Uh, he's, I just think he's limited, unlike Javier Castellano and, you know, Johnny Velasquez. But uh, I think if you're looking for maybe somebody that's, you know, not one of the top two choices, Harrodsburg, 7-2 on the morning line would be someone I'd take a shot with. All right, so we're both against the morning line favorite Fort Bragg and the Dwyer. That is race six at Belmont Park on Saturday. Let's move ahead to race nine at Belmont, and that is the John A. Nehrut. Grade two, $250,000 perch, seven furlongs, $250,000 perch uh, purse, I should say. Seven furlongs on the main track. You have a field of seven that are going to be going postward in this one. Familiar names like Little Vic at three to one on the morning line. Weyburn seven to two on the morning line. Three Technique, who's been around for a while uh, for the six-year-old. Who do you go with in the uh, in the uh, the Nehrud on Saturday at Belmont, Mons? Yeah, I know a lot of the money is going to be on the one Candyman Rocket for Belmont, who might have the best horse right now in the country in Cody's Wish, but. Uh, I, I looked elsewhere. I looked at the three Weyburn. Uh, Jose Ortiz gets back on board. There's a lot of speed in this race, enough that I think Weyburn's going to get the right setup. And then it comes down to who do you think is better? Do you think Candyman Rocket's better or do you think Weyburn's better? I think it's a coin toss. I really like the fact that Weyburn ran 100 buyer last out and finished third behind, obviously, Repo Rocks Freak that day and Zandon, who ran really well in the Met Mile uh, last out, um, losing to Cody's Wish. If you look at Things that I look at, all right, he lost last out to Zandon, who finished second to Cody's Wish last out. So he's running against horses that are running well. Seven to two on the morning line, Weyburn, my top pick. Yeah, I went and listen, I think Candyman Rocket deserves uh, all the love. And and you know how much I just absolutely adore Bill Mott. Uh, And, you know, if you had a a fourth son, his name would be Mott, not for the applesauce either. You know what? That's a good call. Mott Malusis. I don't think Donna would go for it. I don't think Donna would go for it. But yeah, better than a Mott. <laughs> no, I understand. I don't think. Yeah, well, the child. Well, no, Mott. I don't think Mott. I don't think I could get away with Mott Malusis. I got to give the kid a chance. I can't name the kid Mott Malusis, but I love Bill Mott. Um, uh, I went to the five, Little Vic. Um, you know, coming in off a layoff. Uh, you know, has run well off layoffs in the past. You know, did at Monmouth last May, did at Parks last August after extended breaks. Now, you know, we haven't seen him since, you know, April uh, when he when he ran in the Carter um, was well back that day. Was back that day, six to one, uh, went off at, um, you know, ran really, really well in Tom Fool um, and maybe needed a little bit of a break. I like the fact he's they're being aggressive here. Uh, seven furlongs, one for three at the distance, two for three at the distance and coming in the money has never run at Belmont park has been working well, uh, like the bullet workout, uh, best out of, you know, uh, a bunch out of like one, you know, best out of 79 at Monmouth on June the 16th, uh, best out of 179, I should say June 18th at Monmouth park for four furlongs going 46 and one. Uh, that tells me, I think little Vic is ready to fire. Like the fact that Olivero comes in, uh, to ride him. Uh, I landed on the five little Vic at three to one on the morning line with the understanding that Mott's horse Candyman rocket. If he runs back to the run, happy at Belmont park, the grade three uh, easily can win the race. I think your horse Wayburn based on the, you know, your analysis talking about the fact that the speed in the race for sure. I think Wayburn's going to go shot get a shot. I think little Vic sits the trip sits just off the pace and uh, out finishes everyone down the lane. So I like the break, like the workout two back. Uh, and I think he's coming in ready to fire at Belmont Park. I think seven furlongs hits him right between the eyes. Yeah, I mean, look, I like a couple – Little Vic, I bet him two back in the Tom Fool at 6-1. to one. Uh, He ran big, ran the race. Uh, one, 
Uh, you know, look, one turn. No, it's not a one turn mile. It's seven furlongs, but one turn practical joke makes a lot of sense. So uh, certainly but, oh, look, the jockey's last name is Olivero. I'll pass on that one. But um, if uh, if you look at the other horses in the race, uh, it certainly makes sense. Now, the horse that I find a little interesting in this race, three technique, you know what he's doing. He's got one game. He's coming off the pace. Is he spent in his older age to win a race like this? I don't know, but I think three techniques, someone you have to look at with a couple of speed horses in this race. No. Yeah. I think three technique. I just don't know if he's fast enough at this time. Um, you know, listen, his buyer speed figure was improving last you look at since coming off the layoff last three races, uh, 87, 90, 98. Now this is the fourth race off the layoff. Usually if you're going to play that line, it's the third. He did fire, uh, at Churchill downs and won at, at five to one that day. And that was a claiming event. Um, you know, we're non winners of three other than, you know, worth a hundred thousand dollars and fired is three technique. Now going to regress a little bit off of that, or is he going to give you a little bit more of an improvement? I would think that he'd need to improve off of that performance in order to win the Nehrud on Saturday. I could be wrong. I don't think your logic, I, I agree with you. I think if you believe that they're going to be flying up front, uh, and that there's going to be a ton of speed to run at. Uh, I think three technique is clearly one that could finish out the exotics or potentially pull off a mild upset. So your three are? Um, my three are, um, I'm going with uh, my horse on top. I'm going with obviously the five, Little Vic. Uh, I'm going with the one, and I'm going with the three. I went five, one, three. Yeah, I'm Weyburn, seven to two on the morning line. My second pick's actually Synthesis, who exploded two back, regressed last out, but uh, I cert- I think certainly at a price can hit the board, uh, big price too at fifteen to one. Kenny Man Rockets my third choice. Bonus pick race four at Belmont. Uh, you know me, I love these long turf races at Belmont. Yes, you're uh, the king of them. Uh, mile and mile and a quarter on the turf, and you know some good horses, some quality horses. Now a horse that's been a little bit of a money burner, the sixth Daunt, uh, third off a layoff. Speed figures getting better, uh, gets a good setup. Javier Castellano. Uh, I think big shot five to two on the morning line should be the second choice behind dripping gold. Uh, Dawn actually be my best bet at Belmont on Saturday, five to two on the morning line race four. Uh, look for Daunt uh, in that race. My best bet on Saturday. It's a bonus pick for betting the ponies race four Belmont six Daunt five to two on the morning line. All right, let's move on to Ellis park and races that were traditionally going to be at Churchill downs have obviously they've moved all their races over to Ellis park. Um, and uh, we start our journey in the Fleur de Lis, uh, mile and eighth on the main track at, at Ellis Park. And um, um, you have a, a field here, an interesting field, Mons, when you look at the field of eight. Um, Hardy Constitution, I think, is interesting. Amo Ray, uh, Pauline's Pearl, who we both or I liked a lot a year ago for Joel Rosario and Steve Asmussen. Where did you land in the Fleur de Lis? Yes, yeah, see, I thought. Amore and Pauline's Pearl, uh, who will be the two shortest horse, horses on the board uh, running, uh, both vulnerable in this race. Both are, uh, you know, Pauline's Pearl's run pretty poorly her last two out. Um, and Amore has run well, but isn't his run against, I question who she's beaten, right? So I'm looking for a little bit of a price. And I say all the time, I'm looking for a horse that's getting better. Look at the three, Royal Take Charge. Uh, I know the speed figures are a little lighter, um, but this horse has been... Uh, a, just on point since debut uh comes out off the layoff uh runs a very solid second to keeneland runs up the churchill at this distance and wins by six at a short price but beats a horse in this race um i'm looking for a horse with some value uh will take charge is one of my favorite sires you know those horses can run forever 
Self distance to me isn't a question. Royal take charge will be my top pick at six to one on the morning line. I also like I like Amore eight to five, who I think look. I don't love the horse to win, but I think Flavian Pratt will get the horse in the money. And I really like at a little bit of a price, the two moon swag, Luis Saez, who I know has run relatively poorly the last two out. But the last out, if I watch that race, you know, I think the the finish is a little, um, the, the way it's described in the, in the in the daily racing form, flattened. I don't think, I just don't think there was a path to go and he really eased up on her, uh, Luis Saez, that is. But ran a 92 last out. Um, I, I has run well historically. Uh, hits the board quite often. Sixth one in the morning line. Moon swag with my third choice. But Royal take charge. My top pick uh, in this race. Yeah, I went with the horse that you picked third. I went with on top. I- I'm trying to search for somebody else. I kind of went into it, Mons. You know me. Sometimes my handicapping style is, you know, there's a horse that I like, and usually then I tend to have a tendency to bet him or her every single time out, even though the odds of of him or her winning every single time out are slim to none. I kind of wanted to convince myself to like Pauline's Pearl. I just don't. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think the, the last two performances at Santa Anita and Churchill Downs, the fact that, you know, I like the fact that Rosario stays. I understand it's Asmussen. Now it's the fourth start off the layoff. We talked about it before. You know, the, the last out was was not particularly good, even though it was in a grade one, the La Troyenne uh, on the Churchill Downs undercard. And, and she was not well backed at 17 to one. Um, I landed on moon swag. I want to go someplace a little bit different. Second star off the layoff for Brendan Walsh. We all understand how good of a jockey Luis Saez is six to one on the morning line. You mentioned in the Shawnee, the grade three at Churchill downs. Uh, you looked at it, the, the running line popped the gate three to four wide and then flattened out. I think breaking from the inside at Ellis park on Saturday, she's going to get a little bit better of a trip. I think Saez for sure. When you look at him, the ability to go out there and finish, I don't think there's a better finishing jockey in the country maybe outside of Joel Rosario and turf sprints, uh, then Luis Saez. He's one of the the strongest jockeys in all of North America. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a shot with Moonswag at six to one on the morning line uh, to take the, to take the Florida Lee at Ellis park on Saturday. I landed on the six a Mo Ray underneath for Flavion Pratt and Brad Cox. How do you not, how do you discount anybody that Brad Cox is running? And then I, I landed on your horse. I, I, I don't know if she's fast enough. That's the only part for issue I have. Albert Stahl is a great horseman, um, you know, lightly raced. You mentioned improving, um, you know, a four-year-old filly, uh, only fifth start of the career on Saturday, uh, third start off the layoff, been working well at Churchill Downs. Uh, maybe when you look at, maybe when you look at the three Royal take charge, she does some improving and can finish third, but I landed on the two moon swag on top. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I, I thought was kind of interesting about this race and going back to the horse that you picked, uh, moon swag, she gets away, uh, from a lot of the horses that she's been losing to. She gets away from secret oath. You know, she gets away from Malathot. She gets away from Clarier, who's consistently beaten us. So I think she lands into a field here that she's a little more competitive with. So it certainly makes a lot of sense. And the six to one, it's hard to resist. One of the best horses that we've seen in recent memory, the wise, the wise Dan, and that is race nine at Ellis Park. Mile and a 16th on the turf. It's a grade two event. Purse is $400,000. It is the Wise Dan. You have a field of 10, and you have an overwhelming morning line favorite and one of our favorites, and that is the eight set piece. Brad Cox, Florent Giroux, four to five on the morning line. Are you going to be going with set piece on Saturday? Well, she certainly shut us up last out, didn't she? We were she both, did. We were both 
basically saying, uh, you know, let her beat us at that price. Well, she beat, uh, beat us at that price quite easily, by the way, he did. Um, but no, I'm not on him this race. And, and to me, I still have to go with race flow and pace scenario. And to me, uh, get smoking is the lone speed in this race. There's nobody else who you needs love race flow. I do. Hey, look, if you're going to get loan speed, uh, not just cheap speed either, quality loan speed at five to one in the morning line would get smoking, who uh, consistently More Cassie Santana. Yeah, I get it. Right. And, you know, you're getting a horse that is consistently runs well, has runs well, runs well at this distance, um, gets a good jockey in Ricardo Santana. Uh, I have to take that chance at five to one. It's not like this horse is 50 to one. I know is, you know, when they're turning for home, it's going to be going backwards. This horse is going to run and it's got one style. And as long as this horse breaks to the lead and it's one or two lengths out in front, I'm going to feel pretty confident if, the, if, you know, if it's going 24, 48, 25, 50, I understand set piece is going to be coming late, but you know, who else is going to be coming late. And that's the one Harlan estate who's 10 to one on the morning line and ran really well last out only losing the set piece by about a length. So the discrepancy between four to five and ten to one doesn't make any sense to me. If you like set piece, I think you have to like Harlan Estate. So Harlan Estate will be my second pick, ten to one on the morning line. Last two races have been superb, uh, and then I'm going to use set piece underneath, who I know is going to be coming. But get smoke in my top pick, Harlan Estate underneath a ten to one set piece, four to five, my third pick. Yeah, I went with the the seven year old gelding. You know, with set piece four to five on the morning line. Listen, I I think if there's a horse mods, I, I think if there's a horse that's going to that's going to beat set piece. I, I think you landed on the right one. And I, I do think you landed on the four, get smoking Santana, Cassie based on race flow, based on loan speed, based on the fact that he can control it and, and, and doesn't go ridiculously fast and has a controlled tempo at front. Maybe can hold them off. I, I, I was impressed uh, with the, the run and the turn of foot at Churchill downs for, for set piece um, in the grade three Ar- Arlington. Um, you know, five wide into the upper stretch, rallied, um, never thought that he was going to be the loser. Uh, I think he's going to improve third start off the layoff. I think the added distance, you know, going from, you know, when, when you look at him going from, well, it's same distance, mile to 16th to a mile of 16th. I thought the last race was a mile. That was two races back. Uh, third start off the layoff for Brad Cox. Uh, I landed on the eight set piece. I landed on your horse underneath in the four get smoking. Um, and I also landed on the one Harlan estate. I think it's going to be uh, the one and the four underneath, but I, I landed with the eight set piece, four to five on the morning line on top. Stephen Foster's next moves. We got some yeah, uh, great one event. Mile and an eighth on the main track, worth a million dollars. It's a grade one proxy stiletto boy, speed bias, my favorite rattle and roll, a field of eight. Late leading in this one, including uh, the three to one morning line favor, and that being the five smile happy. Where did you land, Mons? Well, just going back to the history of this race, Braidster wins this race for us at 10 to one. Ron the Greek, one of your favorites, wins this race uh-huh. running up the rails. So we've had some good luck in this race in the hist- uh, in the past, Moose. No doubt. Love Ron the Greek. Uh, Braidster was another one as well. So there's no question about it. We've had success over the years um, in this race. And no, I think it's an interesting one. I, you know, I, I think contention. I do think, I do think we're going to be on the same horse in this race. Do you? I think I'm on rattle and roll. Who I, who I think is, I think the, I think the, I think he's going to go off as the morning. I think he's going to go off as his favorite. I don't get the smile, happy rattle and roll uh, reversal in this race. But uh, to me, rattle and roll is going to be five to two, maybe even shorter. Uh, I think he's going to run a big race and, I was wrong. I, I, it was one of the ones races last hour. I'm like, you got to show me at a price. Well, he ran really well, really well. Uh, he's getting better. 
Uh, he might be one of the best horses McPeak has had in a long time. So McPeak also has Smile Happy. So he probably has the two best horses in this race. But I landed on the four right on roll who, you know, I like the fact that this horse can come well off the pace. This horse can just stalk. This horse has been really close to the lead. So versatility in a race like this makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, you know, this is just a really good horse that's really in form right now. And four to one, if you get that, is a freaking gift. So I would take that in a heartbeat and go with it. Yeah, I'm going to go someplace else. I'm shocked. You just said two seconds ago you love Rattle and Roll. I do. He's been a favorite. He has been, you know, and 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 liked him and liked him in the Pimlico Special. As he so went if I had it. to guess, if I had to guess, you're going to end up on the six West Will Power. Correct. Makes you're sense. right. I mean, big, a... big time buyer numbers. <laughs> uh, hey, Seven to two, your guy Pratt. I mean, you love Flavion no Pratt. Lasix, bro. No Lasix. That, that doesn't worry you. No, I understand. And that's our buddy, Jonathan from Orange, talks about the fact that, uh, you know, no Lasix in this one is, you know, is, has run well without Lasix before in the past. So I don't necessarily think that uh, he needs Lasix in, in order to run really, really well. Um Listen, I would not be – I agree with you about Smile Happy. I would never bet Smile Happy coming off the Ali Sheba and run a 110 buyer. I think I think the five is going to bounce to the boot. i got to be honest with you. I really do. I, You know, if, if he wins, God bless for Kenny McPeak. I think the fact that McPeak is bringing rattle and roll in here says a lot of things as well. He's been ultra consistent, four straight races of 100-plus buyer speed figure. You look at West Will Power, you know, ran in a, the grade two Fayette, the grade one Clark, the grade three Razorback. Um, down to New Orleans and the fairgrounds once again, um, back to Churchill Downs in the Alley Sheba, um, was favored that day in the Alley Sheba and ran third. Pratt stays aboard. Um, I just think Saturday's West Will Powers Day um, in the Foster. Uh, I'll take the 7-2 on the morning line. I think Rattle and Roll can win. I'm going to use Rattle and Roll underneath the four. Um, and I'm going to also use one that I'm going to use too is I'm going to use the one proxy uh, for Michael Stidham. Uh, and Joel Rosario coming off the layoff last we saw running in the Oak Lawn, uh, a grade two event at Oak Lawn Park, uh, ran really, really well, beat Last Samurai and Stiletto Boy, uh, probably obviously needed the break, has been working consistently since uh, June 3rd, June 10th, June 17th, June 25th, uh, and now running Saturday afternoon. I'm going to use the one underneath, but I do like the six West Will Power on top. Yeah, rattle roll is my topic. I agree with you on Smile Happy. To me, that's uh, I'm not putting Smile Happy on my ticket. Um, I'm not going to bank on him and hit the board. I am going to use uh, Westwell Power, as like you mentioned, as my second pick. I'm also going to use Last Samurai off the off the Lasix. I understand that, but I always like to find a horse a little bit of value in that third slot, six to one, and a horse that's run really well this year. I think he can sneak into the trifecta. Rattle roll for me. Out of these races we've looked at at Ellis Park, it's probably my best bet. Rattle and roll is your best bet? At the, these races at, at Ellis Park, without a doubt, rattle and roll, uh, I think should be much shorter in this race. Um, if we are watching this race Saturday night, and it's a great night of racing. I love watching the Saturday night racing uh, in Kentucky. If we get to the point where they're putting up the first time we're seeing the line and he's 9-5, to five, I would not be shocked. Yeah, I would go, I mean, of the races at Ellis, I, I, I really do like Moon Swag in the Florida Lee. At a mile Six to one is the best bet. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with with Moonswag at at Belmont, and and you already gave your best bet, and that's the mile and a quarter fourth race where you like Daunt. Um, in the sixth, the Dwyer, I do really like Saudi Crown for Cox and Castellano at two to one on the morning line. So, go a little bit more of a price at Ellis, a little more chalky, even though not the morning line favorite. I do like Saudi Prince in the Dwyer. 
Uh, listen, we're like, what, 15, 16 days away from Saratoga? We're getting there. Dude, I can't wait, man. I really can't. And you, you know, Saratoga, listen, the, the Haskell's right around the corner down in Monmouth, Saratoga, um, going up there and, and hanging out. And, you know, you step as whether you step into Saratoga and you step back like 50, 60 years. It's, it's amazing. Great races, uh, tremendous fields. Um, I, I think it's, it's a sign of the summer. It really is. It's a summer place to be. So I love Saratoga and we're going to be doing, you know, more and more picks on, we were talking about during the course of the week before we did the podcast tonight, Mons. Um, and for the weekend is that when Saratoga rolls around, we're going to get you ready for all the stakes action as best as we possibly can. And probably have picks for both Friday and Saturday, Friday, Saturday. If the, if the, uh, if there's big races Sunday, we'll get them. I mean, that's the best thing about Saratoga is every day there's a big race and every day has a big race feel. So, uh, we'll certainly get more, uh, We'll probably dedicate most of the summer to Saratoga, with the exception of, like you mentioned, the Haskell, the Pacific Classic, and some of the big races uh, elsewhere. But Saratoga is going to be uh, probably the goals picking winners. Right. That's what we're doing here on Betting the Podiums. We appreciate everyone listening, liking, and subscribing. The podcast is growing each and every week, and we thank you for that and appreciate all the love and the support. And Monzo's now a Florida man. I'm still in the tri-state area, uh, but the Florida man is very happy. I can tell you. Yes, sweating my tail off, but yes, I'm very happy. Good luck with all your plays, Mons. All right, fella. Good luck to you. And uh, guys, thanks for everyone listening. Let's get. Uh, well, we don't. We actually we don't have any of the same horses this week. So let's get an exact to home. That would be nice. That would be nice. I think you probably thought for sure I was going to be on Rattle and Roll and Stephen Foster. Well, whenever I go through all these races, I know who I'm going to pick, and I kind of think about who you're going to pick. Um, I was really confident you were taking Rattle and Roll, so we'll have to play the exact. We'll play that exact, big and big and bold. That's it. That's exactly right. Remember, like and subscribe. Till next week, everybody. This has been Betting the Ponies, presented to you by Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.